This episode is not an interview. This episode is a roundtable discussion at an event in Neuchâtel called Paradigm Bitcoin on June 30th, 2023. Paradigm Bitcoin took place in the city of La Chaux-de-Fonds in the canton of Neuchâtel and was organized by Lionel Genera. I will put a link to the event in the show notes. The event brought together many people from Switzerland and France with cutting-edge knowledge of Bitcoin. I was asked to chair a roundtable discussion about Bitcoin adoption in Switzerland. The guests were Arnaud Salomon, the CEO of Montpellerin, a crypto exchange, Massimo Muzumeci, a Bitcoin researcher and developer at Denali. He is also very knowledgeable about Noster and appeared on a previous episode about Noster. Roxy, a co-founder of Découv Bitcoin, a French organization active in education about Bitcoin, and Lady Block Jane, an artist and owner of a tattoo shop in Beale. Enjoy the episode. So we're going to do a panel on Bitcoin adoption in Switzerland. So for that, I am joined by Arnaud Salomon, who's the CEO of uh, Montpellerin, by Lady Blockchain, uh, who's um, Block Jane, sorry, who's an artist and active mostly in the German-speaking part of Switzerland. By Roxy, who you met earlier, who's active, I think, mostly in France with Découv Bitcoin. And by Massimo Muzumeci, who knows, I think, the situation well in in Neuchâtel, but also in the Italian, also in the Italian-speaking part of Switzerland. So. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. So my first question is, well, to each of you, like how would you describe the current state of Bitcoin payments in Switzerland in the, in the various regions that you, that you represent? So Massimo, do you want to start here? Okay. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, but, well, in uh, Switzerland, I see that there is a lot of uh, interest in uh, Bitcoin. Uh, there is a lot of interest also Bitcoin as a way to pay. So method of payment, uh, but uh, yes, there are sometimes uh, several uh, difficulties. Uh, one of these is the fact that uh, we have to understand Bitcoin, so we have to to, to study Bitcoin. Uh, and many people, as I said, as just said, uh, uh, doesn't uh, use, uh, never used Bitcoin before um, for making transactions or for uh, for other activities. Uh, but I think that uh, uh, there is a lot of interest, especially uh, here in uh, Canton Neuchâtel, uh, also in, uh, in Tessin, in uh, Ticino, in, in the Italian part of Switzerland. In this uh, part of Switzerland, uh, we have already um, a good adoption uh, by several shops. Uh, which uh, are um, now using uh, uh, devices to, to get payments. And so I think that this is a, a, good, uh, a good way uh, for other, other uh, regions in, uh, in Switzerland to understand that this is the way and to understand that uh, they, they have to, to follow in case. Here in uh, Neuchâtel, we are already uh, good because we have uh, a great density of uh, companies and professionals here. So everything is okay. Uh, uh, probably even better than, than uh, other, other uh, cantons in Switzerland. But uh, yes, we, we need the trigger to enhance uh, uh, the adoption. We, we have to, I think that we have to run now. 
we have to run, we have to start uh, uh, making, making more serious, uh, um, taking more serious this, uh, this issue. Um, so I guess I'm going to speak for, for French then. And uh, it's, it's growing steadily, not that much. I think what really changed is actually a, a Swiss company, Swiss Bitcoin Pay, that really made a difference in France because before that, uh, all our solution was like fully KYC. It was really hard for um, us as educators or our community as plebs to just know which wallet or which POS solution give to the merchant. And there were a lot of debate on uh, which one we should choose and none was really like satisfying. And then when we discovered Swiss Bitcoin Pay, I, I'm not on, I like them, but I'm not paid or anything. Um, it's a flawless solution simply because the law here allow for uh, non-custodial, you, you need to KYC, uh, it's lightning, it's easy, it's too quick to set up. Uh, and I feel like this solution really um, made it easy for all the French Bitcoin community to say, hey, just use this solution. Um, so yeah, it's actually fun that you gave us the solution. Uh, so, so it's growing. Like I said in my presentation, really not as fast as we wished. And I agree with you, we, we need to start, to start uh, taking the this industry most seriously, or if not, we're just going to be eaten by uh, banking and fiat system during the next bull run. Hello, I'm happy to be at the conference. I can just talk to you about a personal experience. I have a, a little tattoo shop in a more or less provincial city, Bilbien, and in the beginning I felt like to be like the only one accepting Bitcoin, then I get um, on this page like coin pages and I was looking around and some were inscribed but even the personal didn't understand or could not um, take payments in Bitcoin <laughs> and oh. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what, what got them started or how were they able to, at first yes, they were hesitant and, I just and then remarked that if I want to do something, in, I want to accept Bitcoin or make a, a project that people pay me in Bitcoin in my region that, that people didn't know about and I had to go to the places where people know it. So because I remarked even in Beale there is... Um, maybe a Bitcoin automats and in the shops where they are, the, the person don't know how to use them. So I understood, oh, it was the company asking them. So I had to do the same thing. This is what I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, and um, in Canton, Canton de Vaux and Junior, um, it's pretty much the same. It's still quite confidential. Uh, last time I tried, I saw that uh, this place was supposed to accept Bitcoin. Um, but when I arrived, the the, the people in, in charge of, uh, you know, um, collecting the cash actually didn't know how this works. So the, <laughs> so the only option left was cash. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think that in general, where we see the, the biggest adoption is in countries where they need it. Yeah? And the problem in the West and especially in Switzerland is that everything works so well that people do not um, need to do the extra mile to learn about Bitcoin. And that will happen, of course. There is, it's just a matter of time. Um, but at some point, when the shit will hit the fan, that's when people will realize that the true tool is Bitcoin. And what we see also today, unfortunately, but it's still better than nothing, is that most, if not all, merchants today, um, they use solutions that convert automatically to fiat yeah, when they collect Bitcoin. 
Okay, thank you. You sort of led into my next question, which is maybe doesn't really apply to Switzerland, but I'll ask you nonetheless. Uh, what part of the Swiss population or what part of the population do you think in general uh, is closed out of banks and don't use banks and are they adopting Bitcoin? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> but um, I think that uh, actually, uh, I think that uh, older people is more aware of the problems of the banking system and um, so uh, maybe know that something must be done to resolve uh, issues in the fiat system and so uh, maybe see better the, the advantages of something different. Maybe they don't understand what is the solution but, but they know that uh, something must be done to resolve the problem of the fiat system. Uh, young people is uh, uh, more uh, technical advanced, and probably uh, many are uh, developers, etc. We need uh, both. Uh, we need uh, uh, the contribution of young people to uh, grow the system by development, uh, by uh, learning, uh, etc. And we need also the point of view of older people that uh, now know that uh, Bitcoin uh, may be the solution, maybe something that can resolve uh, the issues that we have in actually in uh, the fiat system. So I think I think so. Yeah, maybe if I can just add, I agree. Uh, maybe for tourism, it's going to be something. So it's not really about the end banked here, because like you said, the whole system works perfectly. So it's there's no need. It's actually an issue when you talk to merchants, like, why would I accept? And maybe I see two paths. Either when the cash is going to go down, uh, they will try looking for privacy solution and Bitcoin will be there for them. And also for tourism, because it's so much easier when you travel and you can just pay with Bitcoin. And we see that with BTC Map. All the Bitcoiners now, they go to a new town, they check the map, they see which merchant accept, and they go there and spend. So um, I guess that's where I would see like uh, people using it more than just Usually people order. I, I can't really tell. I talked all to my clients if they want to pay in Bitcoin, and most of them didn't understand. So that's <laughs> a little bit the same. And then I went to the places where the people already understood. I didn't find out really how to make them interesting. Bitcoin must be individual. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have uh, nothing, nothing much to add at the end. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's the state of what it is. I mean, I was yesterday with a potential new accountant, you know, for our company, and um, he was, you know, upfront. He was telling me, "Oh, I, I just dislike crypto," and I, I told him, "Wait, wait, wait you know, I mean, let me explain you, you know." Um, and I told him first, you should differentiate crypto and Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin was a tool created to empower people for their freedom to give to get back. Um, their freedom, and also, it's a it's a beautiful tool to create a revolution potentially without bloodbath. Yeah, usually revolutions are violent. Yeah, when you want to overthrow the the the, the king, yeah, you have to cut the chop of heads. Yeah, um, here you have a tool that allows you to just opt out from the system. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. And and when you explain that to people in this in in this way, 
they, they start to actually say, ah, ah, ah. And then he immediately downloaded the, uh, the Bridge Wallet, our app, and, and he just bought like 400 Swiss francs of it. Yeah? So it was, it was a good, but again, I'm not expecting him to use his Bitcoin. But that's the first step, you know, just buying, hodling. That's the first step. And then, you know, again, it's a, it's a, lot of, it's a, it's a matter of time. At some point, the shit will hit the fan. Okay. Uh, regarding Switzerland, Switzerland vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the world, this will especially probably be interesting for Roxy. Uh, what would you say this, in terms of regulation and adoption are the strengths of Switzerland and what are the misconceptions? Well, the strength is that you are super welcoming and you definitely want um, to create um, a framework that could work. Uh, like you said, we can pay the taxes, there's a help, you can create a company without bank account using Bitcoin. Uh, that would be like unthinkable for friends, like they, they've blocked my bank account today. Here, um, yeah, we're welcome. The government is really trying to, to push and help on adoption. I think that's one of the biggest strengths. And then because you have already like all the, the Swiss law, you can really create some really nice product that just are not possible UX-wise in Europe. Um, we have to carry see people at the first cent. That means that the person, even before he can get his first transaction, he needs to spend like 15 minutes making photos and filling up the papers and asking for permission. That's never going to work for mass adoption. Um, so you really have a... A really good strength there. Um, then, yeah, I don't know about the, the, the back thing. Um, I like Switzerland, so I don't have much bad, bad thing. But uh, honestly, it's, uh, it's quite impressive. And that's why in France we have almost very few companies left. And most of them had fled to other places, Dubai or Switzerland or, or stuff like that. Okay, just because a lot of people who work in Neuchâtel are originally from France. So would you say there are a lot misconceptions of, of some French people when they come to Switzerland when uh, if no, so, what I, I don't think misconception I think it's pretty straightforward what we we hope for um, I think what people in France don't realize is that you can actually do it like yeah we say sure you can create a bank account you can create a company without a bank account sounds nice but It's only when you see that it has been done and it's being doing done that you're like, all right, that's opened a whole new door of possibilities when it comes to uh, corporate structure, um, how the money flows. And um, so I, I guess people don't, um, they see Switzerland, but they feel like maybe it's too expensive, too far away, too complicated, uh, too strict, and they don't want to make uh, the, the move to that. Uh, I guess that will be like the main barrier is the actual fact to say, hey, I'm moving to Switzerland. And for a lot of French people, there's like a connotation uh, to say that. And I guess that will be like the biggest barrier. Bar um, yes, I think that um, actually uh, Switzerland is, uh, is better because of uh, laws and uh, because of uh, many other uh, important features that we have uh, here in Switzerland that is unknown uh, in, uh, in Europe. Yes, I am, uh, I am in agreement about this. Unfortunately, uh, in the last years, uh, uh, Switzerland has uh, um, quite uh, followed a little bit uh, Europe uh, by, by uh, law, by point of view, by this point of view. And this, uh, uh, I hope that this, um, this will uh, end and that we uh, should uh, continue in, uh, in our um, good uh, low uh, infrastructure without following Europe. 
but uh, you, you told about, in fact, uh, KYC. Uh, yeah, I know that uh, in Europe uh, is becoming uh, harder and harder. I have uh, some inf information about uh, Italy, for example. Uh, here is uh, far better, but uh, this year, for example, uh, the law has been uh, um, made uh, quite stricter compared to uh, the, uh, the last years, for example. And yes, uh, at the moment we are uh, competitive. Uh, we have uh, good, uh, uh, quite good uh, laws. Uh, I hope that this will uh, continue in the future. Yeah, also, um, besides Bitcoin, it's also privacy. Like, you really value privacy. And uh, it's really not the same feeling in France, especially with the law that they've passed literally yesterday or with my surveillance. Like, it's getting. Steeper and steeper in France. Well, here you are actually fighting for your privacy rights, and that's also like even if it wasn't for Bitcoin, this is actually quite impressive. So, yeah. They give great answers. You got something to add? Um, maybe I would put a grain of salt here. Um, in Switzerland, as we see, one of the issue um, is Finma, um, and to be honest, Finma. Um, looks pretty much like a, like an absolute king, you know. So they make the rules, they are the police, and they're also the judge. Yeah. So, um, and what we see today with the thousand Swiss francs per day, yeah, it's all it's already unconstitutional because that's five thousand for cash. So why would we apply a discrimination for Bitcoin? Uh, it, why why would we have such a such a difference? And that indeed in our constitution is written that we have to be technological neutral. So that's already something that uh, the, the, the regulator is going against our own constitution. But of course, we are ha happy in Switzerland to have uh, strong um, power, meaning like the people have the power. Um, so of course, we can have that discussion and we can, of course, make sure that you know, our voice is being heard. But with Finma, it's a bit harder because again, they, they, it's, it's, they look a bit like absolute king. Yeah? And I would like to temper the, the, here because for sure what's, what's going to happen is that FINMA is going to follow the same rule as Europe. And today we see they are, they are receiving a lot of pressure from the FATF. So it's not about them, but you know, the, the, the FINMA, at the end of the day, what they want is to avoid to be finger-pointed by France, by Germany, by the US, etc. Yeah? So they, they want to avoid what happened ten, ten, 10 years ago when they lost the, the uh, Swiss banking secrecy for the international clients. They want to avoid that to be again finger-pointed uh, because of that kind of uh, policies. Yeah? So, uh, ultimately, there will be a convergence between the, the laws in Switzerland, the, the way it works in Switzerland and Europe. That's my personal opinion. We don't hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're great because you always lead into the next question. My next question, what's, what still needs to improve or change in terms of, in Switzerland, would you say, in terms of regulation and, uh, and or infrastructure to get greater Bitcoin adoption? But, yeah. Uh, but, um, about the regulation, I always uh, think bad. So uh, regulation is good uh, until it becomes uh, too much stricter, too much complicated, and uh, when uh, it becomes something that uh, makes uh, more and more difficulties in uh, doing business. So uh, in the last years, uh, regulation has become uh, stricter, even here in Switzerland. And, and this, um, this is uh, uh, something that may uh, force uh, um, companies to even to stop business or to, to move uh, 
away. So uh, I think that um, uh, legislation, uh, regulation, etc., must be uh, less stricter than, uh, than now. I know that this is impossible. I think that uh, always uh, things may be uh, more and more complicated, but uh, it's possible that uh, if we are arrive in such a situation of uh, uh, laws that becomes uh, more and more strict, uh, I think that uh, m many companies will, uh, will uh, leave. So um, I, I suggest to, to the regulator to become uh, uh, more uh, uh, positive for the business because uh, here we are talking about business, uh, we are talking about uh, people who uh, work in this field and so we, have, we must have uh, laws that allow people to do such business, not laws to, uh, to make things uh, even more and more difficult. Yeah, I would just say um, more education, I guess. Some people were asking about it. I think that will be the key anyway. Yeah, I agree with you. It's all about education. At the end of the day, we should all um, do our fair job, you know, each of us here. Um, spread, spread the world within the family, within friends. Try to educate. That's really the, the, the how things will evolve, yeah. Okay, finally, the last question maybe before we open it up to the public, but I'm going to, in fact, the sort of, the question is uh, like what applications or what, yeah, apps can you see that will increase tremendously Bitcoin adoption? Because here I slightly disagree with, uh, with all of you in, in the sense that, of course, education is very important, but nobody uses an iPhone because they love the math or the, or the physics in their iPhone. They use it because it brings them some sort of utility that they don't get anywhere else. And so we're going to need, in my opinion, applications where people get some sort of utility that they don't get anywhere else. And that will, in fact, reduce the role of regulation because the only place you can regulate people is on the on and off ramps. And once they're on, they, you can't regulate them anymore. So do you have any, do you agree with that statement I just made? And do you have any, uh, do you see any applications or any use cases coming, you think, that are going to increase Bitcoin adoption tremendously in the near future? Yeah, yeah, and I think the, the governments in general are doing a very good job at that. And you see, they want to uh, they want to forbid cash, they want to limit the cash usage, they want to make sure that the next generation of e-cash is going to be like f full control. Um, yeah, so the government is helping us a lot in this sense. Yeah, so I think that's the I think that's uh, that's how things will happen because the utility again that you're naming um, will basically become obvious to the majority. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I do agree with the statement, but he's right. Like ad ad adoption will just come because it's an exit boat. Like it, it's just to say it's a safety net Bitcoin. So they will need to use it, and uh, if they feel confident, they will use it more and more. And so simply having like an hardware wallet, cold storage, and getting your key is a big step for someone that just uh, hodl in a custodial account because he, he was afraid of uh, devaluation. Um, so if you really want to make it, at, at some point we need to take their hand and give them the cold wallet and explain them how it's used. And then regulation cannot do uh, their fair pairs, except if they corrupt, let's say, uh, a big hardware company somehow, which is probably. Um, and then I don't think it's going to come from Europe, to be fair. like the, the global adoption of Bitcoin, I don't see it 
in Europe. I mean, it, it's really good to have a, a safe place, a strong citadel here. But I think if Bitcoin will be adopted worldwide, it's going to be Africa, it's going to be South America, uh, Central America. Those people need Bitcoin way more than we do. Uh, they need it now. Uh, and that's where we're really going to see like the, the mass grow adoption, like in Nigeria. Um, but we'll let the, the African panel talk more about it. Um, so yeah, I guess time will do his effort and it's not going to come from us. Um, I think that we have uh, today, we have uh, Lightning Network. Uh, Lightning Network uh, gives us uh, the possibility to, uh, anyone can start right now to pay uh, in Bitcoin, get paid, uh, making transaction easily. And this is for anyone. And when the skill uh, uh, goes up, we can uh, we can use uh, uh, we can create our node. Uh, we can do uh, much uh, more. But uh, at the moment, we just uh, can uh, start with the Lightning Network immediately. We can start transacting, and anytime we can transact out of the fiat system, this is uh, good. Uh, so uh, the important is that people understand that uh, they have to start adopting and even uh, start transacting uh, so much. So the more we transact out of the fiat system, the more it is. So we have to leave uh, step by step uh, the fiat system that is a broken system. And we have to start uh, uh, using uh, wallet, uh, using nodes, uh, using Lightning Network. And when we are able to, to work, uh, to understand how the protocol uh, actually works, uh, etc., we can start with uh, our node and we can regain our uh, sovereignty. And so these are the steps. So everyone can do this uh, just now. Uh, we can start now and we can and this is the only way we can have to fix uh, this broken system before the broken system uh, fix us <laughs> i just would like to add maybe one thing about the education is key and i want to emphasize that because if i i, I remember correctly like back in 2012 for example um I was like an evangelist. Yeah? When I discovered Bitcoin, I became like a true evangelist with everybody, with the colleagues. With, and as such, I even spent time at lunchtime to go to other banks. I was working at the financial institutions. I was going to other banks to make presentations during the lunchtime, you know, about Bitcoin, etc. And I remember that people were laughing before I would start. People would laugh. Yeah. But when you would actually tell them, okay, you don't, you don't know this wallet, and then you would transfer to them some Bitcoin, and then you tell them, look, now we've just actually... Um, exchange value without you being involved. Yeah. And when you tell that to the bankers, they're like, what? And then, you know, at night, you go for the apero time with your friends. And then you, when you're a bit drunk, you climb, on the on, you climb on the table and then you yell and you say, like, buy Bitcoin and do this and that's why. But that happened, and that what happened is that half of my friends actually did. And, and the other half did not, and they, they were like, oh, shit, I should have listened to you. The other ones that, on the other half, of course, there are a tremendous amount of people that have just lost it, you know, for whatever reason. Some have even played on Satoshi Dice and lost it all, just like, you know, playing casino. Um, and some just, like, became true Bitcoiners, and they actually are now, again, themselves, turned into evangelists with their own network. Unfortunately, we ran over time and we didn't have the opportunity to open up the floor to questions. If you enjoyed this episode and you think you learned something new, 
The best way to show support is by sending in sats over the Lightning Network. If you already have a Lightning wallet, you can contribute directly with a one-off payment by sending sats to my Lightning address, the Swiss Road to Crypto at Fountain.fm. Or you can download a podcasting 2.0 app like Breeze or Fountain that allows you to stream sats as you listen. Finally, if you want to contribute in fiat, you can do that with a credit card or with Apple Pay. There's a link in the show notes for that. Finally, don't hesitate to leave a comment either in the show notes or on social media and don't hesitate to share the episode on social media. Thank you.